0: build as we are in the beginning.
1: WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio.
2: Say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown, Sean Tucker. In the orange record books with his fifth touchdown of the game.
1: All across CNY. Kick
2: the tires and
1: light the fires, Big Daddy. It's the 3-1-5. Hardy
2: faking face, to Grease Jamison. He scores! He scores!
1: Here's Brian Higgins. Oh,
2: no. Oh, no. Hey, hey. What is up, people? Welcome in on this Thursday. It's still nice in the queues, but it's not like 87 degrees like yesterday. We'll we'll live. We'll survive. But well, glad to have you in here on this Thursday. Lots to get to. There is always lots to get to. Whether there is or isn't, we lie to you. We tell you there's lots, but there's plenty today. Have you heard? Have you heard Duke's coming here this weekend? That's a thing. It's going to be. I say this with no information. It is going to be the largest on-campus crowd in college basketball this season. Do I need any research to back that up? I do not. Uh, zero research needed. It's just going to be. That's the way this is going to be. We will talk basketball attendance today. Uh, Mike Waters wrote an article about uh, basketball attendance today. That's that's how these things happen. Guess who our first guest on the show is going to be today? Eh? Michael joined us at three o'clock to talk about uh, said article uh, that he wrote. About attendance, the aren't only fifth in the country in attendance right now, which, you know, most other schools, there are mm, three schools that would say only fifth, right? Cuse, Kentucky, Carolina. Louisville in some years would be in that conversation, not this year when they stink. Cuse, Kentucky, Carolina, almost every year that's the top three. I mean it's it's arena size, it's history, it's the whole thing. Obviously Syracuse has the biggest arena, uh uh no duh. But the orange uh, they're slumming it in fifth, though you get a, a big game here and a big game against Wake Forest coming up in a few weeks, the uh, the weekend games, and zoop, shoot right back up that thing. Uh, but we'll see. I'm intrigued to hear from uh, everyone out there as we'll we'll hit this. It, it's two. We we've kinda heard we we know all the reasons you don't go. We know all the reasons you don't go ah oh, the hill, the weather, the wind, the seats, the team Bayheim Gerard ah! I I know we know all the reasons you don't go to the game. This is not just Syracuse this is sports in general right now. Uh, attendance is down for the most part across live sports. you know They make them TVs real nice nowadays. This is not about fewer people watching sports or fewer people caring about sports. That is not the case. Like, the numbers show that is not the case. Sports are just as popular, if not more popular, than they ever have been. It's just consumed differently. Like, a lot of people still partake in every Syracuse sporting event. They just do it in a different way. They do it from the comfort of their own home. Because you know what? Your couch, your bathroom, your fridge, and your TV, they're all right there and they're pretty comfortable. So, I guess the question I put to you, let's solve some problems today, people. We know why you're not going, or among the many reasons why you're not going. Your TV is nice. It's right on the wall, or not. It's over your fireplace, or not. Maybe it's actually at eye level. Mm -hmm. It's big. It's on the right channel. It's HD. It's maybe even more than HD. You might have 4Ks. You might have 8Ks. How many K you got? Your beer's in your fridge. You got it in a 30 rack. You didn't get it. You didn't get the dome foam. You can drink one in the second half. You can go to bed the second the game's over. Like we know all the reasons. We know you're not going to bed the second the game's over. Uh, you're going to wait an hour because you're going to tune into the post game coverage. Brought to you as always by Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW. Have you heard about the exclusive QSportsTalk.com post game show for Saturday? The only place for me, Dijo Coach Beheim's press conference. Your calls, your chat this Saturday is QSportsTalk.com. Have you heard about that? Uh, file that away. Pull that out on Saturday. We'll see you then after the game at 8-ish. But we, we know all of the reasons people don't go to games these days. And they are a plenty. It's not just one thing. Team had a losing record last year. Season tickets go down. Yeah, we know that. Um, If there's fewer games on Saturdays than during the week, fewer people come to the games. We know that. We know all the reasons you don't go. The The seats in the upper deck don't have a back on them. It's not very comfortable. We know that. The tickets are expensive. We know that. We know all the reasons you don't go. Here's my question. I put forth to you at 315-437-7644 for ESPN 44. What doesn't make you want to consume the game because we know you all still watch and pay attention. It's not that. What would make you want to go to a game now that you're currently not going to? If you were a previous season ticket holder, what would make you want to be one again? If you are a I watch every game at home, but I don't go to the games. What would make you want to go to the game? Is it better Wi-Fi, better concessions, better team, cheaper prices, better parking, whatever? Is it any of those things? Is it something different? Is it better entertainment during the timeouts? Is it fewer timeouts? What, What would make you want to consume the game in person versus at home? That is my question. I know why you're not coming. We all know why you're not coming. Heck, I love sitting on my couch watching a game. <laughs> That's great. And you know what? That's a big part of the problem. It used to be fine. Like old TVs, hey, it was fine. You watch a game on TV, it's fine. Now it's great. Used to be fine, now great. Used to be some of the games, then it was most of the games. Now it's literally every game. And they're all great. So how do you? what needs to be happening at the arena to make that great? We'll get into that throughout uh, the show today. We'll also get into, speaking of going to a game, Hey you know, there's a big game in the JMA Dome, or the A, is there still just one letter up? That's a laborious process, apparently. The wind has to be just right. The letters, quite large. There might be more than one letter, I haven't been passed in a, in a hot second. My routes, you know, just during the course of the week, not going next to it for a game, um, don't. Generally, take me past uh, the J, the M, or the A. So, if anyone out there can tell me if there's more than one letter up, that also would be, that also would be nice. I know they had the A going uh, the other day. It's a big crane, large letters, heavy. Don't want them falling down. But big game at the JMA Dome uh, tomorrow, three o'clock in the afternoon. Women's lacrosse is the number two Maryland Terrapins and the number four Syracuse Orange. You just heard it was definitely either a Megan and Emma or a Tyrell. On the previous hour, Megan Tyrell, who's the preseason national player of the year. And all of the people that ponder of those things, uh, you just heard her. She and the Orange will be playing in the Dome tomorrow at 3 against Maryland. That's always mm, it's always a spicy little series. We will have Alyssa Murray-Comedi. She, of being the manager of IL Women, handles all of the women's lacrosse coverage for Inside Lacrosse. She will be on the uh, call tomorrow on ACC Network Extra. Alyssa will join us at 3.30 today. So uh, Mike Waters talking attendance and other things. We will, I imagine we'll talk some of the actual hoops with Mike because you know what? We'll say this. Whether you're at the game or at home, we know this. You're all watching. You're all talking about it. We've had great interaction on our post-game shows and the whole thing. Like people are in. People are in. They're maybe not there, but you're in. So we'll, we'll talk attendance with Mike. I'm intrigued to hear what Mike hears about it. People come up and tell Mike things all the time. Whether he asks them or not. Mike's a man of the people. Mike, people are telling Mike stuff. What are they telling Mike about this attendance stuff? We'll ask Mike. That and uh, other hoop stuff at three. Alyssa Murray, still one of the Orange all-time leading scorers, along with her former teammate and current head coach Kayla Trainer, along with Megan Tyrell, who's fast climbing the all-time Orange scoring list. We'll talk uh, Orange lacrosse and you know start of the women's lacrosse season in general as Syracuse. And looking at it now, Syracuse is probably the best program in the history of women's lacrosse that does not yet have a national championship to their name. The rest of the top five: Carolina, they've won; Maryland, they've won many; BC, they won; and Northwestern, again, won and many. We'll talk to her about that. And how about uh, a new team in women's lacrosse? Clemson has thrown their hat into the ring. They started with a bang last Saturday, beating a Wofford twenty-two to one. Is called on. ACC Network by our guest yesterday, Drew Carter. It's full circle, full circle action here. But back to the attendance thing. Does it, how much does it matter is the question. Because there are offsets. Yes, attendance is down at Syracuse. Attendance, give or take, is down everywhere. Whether it be. Now, it shows more at Syracuse because there's more room. Some places, demand is down, but the arenas are small, so you can't tell. At Syracuse, you can tell just because, well, if 40,000 people wanted tickets, then it sold out and 5,000 didn't get it. If at another arena, 40,000 people wanted tickets, it sold out, but like 22,000 people didn't get tickets. So now if 20,000 people... Want tickets? Syracuse still is not sold out. Most of the other places are, so it's hard to tell visually the demand at other places compared to the demand at Syracuse. So that is a that is a hard thing to decipher. But the Orange right now fifth in the country in attendance, averaging uh twenty three fewer than eighteen thousand a game behind Kentucky and Carolina. They're one two right now. Usually Kentucky, Carolina, and, and Syracuse trade that trade that around. The Orange have the biggest arena, but you know Rop and the Dean Dome are not tiny. And then uh, Arkansas and Tennessee to follow. Thompson Bowling Arena is very large. I didn't realize Arkansas sat that many. Good for them. You don't usually see their name that high up. At least I don't recall it. Tennessee is playing very well right now. You always see their name atop of women's attendance lists, But Thompson Bowling Arena seats, it's like 22 and change. So they got, they got room. It's spacious. But I also wonder about, okay, so this is a... It's an interesting thing because it's a financial thing. It costs a lot of money to go to games now. But when you look at budget lines as far as universities, okay, you're making less money off games, but conversely, the TV contracts have gone up. So where are you on the seesaw of money down attendance, money up TV contracts? You still are probably net positive in that exchange would be my guess. I could be wrong. That is my... That is my guess. But it's important to keep that in balance. You can't have one fall too far. And I'd say in college sports, it stands out for this reason. Like in the NFL, think back to like the COVID season in the NFL. Did you watch less? Was it a worse experience on TV? I don't think on TV it was a worse experience. College basketball, college football, college basketball, because of the pageantry, the marching band, the pep band, the student section, the general emotion of it, the fact that even you know high-quality college sports, like the quality of play is not what pro sports are. Again, no duh. You need the other stuff in college sports to push it over the top. You need the emotion. You need the fan involvement. Think about the other night watching the game. When Jesse Edwards hit that three, Even if, and I'm talking if you were watching on your couch at home, we were watching here in the studio getting ready for post game. If you were watching on your couch at home, you felt the energy of the crowd through the TV on a play like that. So even though you were sitting on your couch at home and the whole thing, the fact that there still was a crowd there involved in it impacted you, and it impacted your experience of the whole thing. So that's where the balance of all this gets very interesting because in pro sports, not that you want to play in front of nobody, But the crowd matters less, I think, certainly to the enjoyment of the fan at home. In college sports, I think it does because it affects the environment. If you're playing college sports in a sterile environment and you're sitting at home watching on the couch and it's just silence, it's not as good. Like if you're watching the NFL at home on the couch and there's silence, you're still like, wow. Wow. These guys are great at what they do, or the NBA, or baseball, or whatever. You're still watching the best of the best of the best. In college, it's not that. Of course it's not. It's not supposed to be that. We'll watch the best of those guys do the other thing later when they're older. So there's a balance of universities like Syracuse or others, You because you setting aside the financials, you still need attendance there for the sake of the environment of it all to keep people watching on TV to then keep people coming back down the line. So I think it's a different beast uh, than it is when we think about it uh, for pro sports. I don't know. We'll see what you think. We will uh, see what you think uh, when it comes to all that. With that, we'll take a break. Our phone lines are open. We would love to hear from all of you out there. I thought we had somebody on the line. Patience. Patience. We need patience from our fan base as well. 315-437-7644 is the number for ESPN44. We'll hit the phones when we come back. We'll hear from Jim Bayheim uh, Not on that, but on other things. He had thoughts on the net. I have thoughts on the net. I had no thoughts on the net last week. I'm full of thoughts on the net this week. A weird net number happened last night. We're going day by day with this puppy and wondering why things are what they are. We'll get into that when we come back as well. Mike Waters at 3. Alyssa murray Committee at 3.30 is our guest today. Are our guests today on the program. Conjugate your words, people. We're back after this at QSportstalk.com and ESPN Radio.
1: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportstalk.com.
2: <laughs> it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here I am. Here we are. Rolled along on this Thursday in the Qs. Glad to have you with us here today on the 315, wherever you may be. Qs, Utica, Rome, wherever you feel like being on QsportsTalk.com. Take it with you. Get it on your phone. Get in the chat. Always have a good group in the chat, chopping it up. And uh, we break it down during the breaks. So you can ask whatever you want during the breaks. So we, we keep it rolling. Uh, during the commercials on QSportsTalk.com. But uh, lots to talk about today. Uh, We'll have uh, Mike Waters coming up at uh, 3 o'clock on the program. He uh, wrote an article today about uh, the fact that Syracuse, as of this very second in life, is just fifth in the country in attendance. We've seen third. huh? fifth. What do we do with that? It's usually, you know, in some years, like when Syracuse has a handful of huge crowds, they clear first easily because nobody else uh, can get above about 24 to go touch it and that's with selling out everything The uh, they aren't averaging just under 18,000 a game this year just under and what what is Rupp Arena's capacity is the is the question that is the Rupp's capacity is 235 so that's the second largest so usually it's either Syracuse or Kentucky. And then uh, usually the Dean Dome slots in after that. Uh, Thompson Bowling Arena of Tennessee is good. They're up there at this year. Arkansas, apparently Arkansas has uh, some uh, Louisville with the Yum Center. That that seat's about 22 when you jam it. And uh, this year, uh, I think it's sat about 22, like total, no comma. Uh, they have not been a fan of the product uh, down there. So, you know, there's a variety of reasons we talked about. There's a lot of reasons people are not coming uh, to games, and it's the same reasons as always. Like, A, the team, losing season last year, we get it. You can watch it at home. It's not comfortable. The chairbacks, backs, the, the parking, the weather, whatever. Like, we know all of the reasons, and that's not to disparage all the reasons. I'm not saying they're wrong. Uh, my question to you at 315-437-7644 is what would make you, whatever the reason is you're not going, what addition, amenity, improvement, in any of those areas, what would it be that would make you want to go to a game as opposed to watch it on your couch? Because, again, gosh darn it, plopping on your couch, man, you can have your PJs on. You can go rummage the fridge. If you're sleepy, you can go to bed. You can fall asleep during the first half, wake up in the second half. Like, you can do a lot of stuff on your couch that you that is a a, a lot more frowned upon if you're attempting to do it at the basketball game. Like, if you do all that in attendance, eh, I don't know if you're quite getting kicked out. But uh, people will will be paying attention. So, you know, what what would make the in-person college, and I'm speaking college athletics specifically, football, basketball, college athletics, what would enhance that experience to the level to make you say, yeah, I'm getting off the couch today. Because, man, couch, great tell you this, couch, great place to listen to the post-game show. Game's over. You still don't have to get off the couch. Don't have to do it. QSportsTalk.com, exclusive post-game show. QS and Duke, me, Devo, after the game on Saturday. That's a promo, people. You know what we'll be talking about then, maybe? Maybe not. Maybe not right after the game, but, man, this net ranking. Got some numbers coming up later about uh, the net. We hit the numbers yesterday, and then, you know, I I have a lot of tabs open on my computer, like a lot. And I still had the net tab open today. And I said, you know what we should do? Let's click the refresh button and see what has happened from yesterday to today. Syracuse didn't play from yesterday to today. I wonder what has occurred. I wonder what has occurred. I'll tell you what has occurred uh, later on in the show. But before we do that, uh, let's hear a little bit uh, from Jim Beheim on the Nets. He was on Orange Nation earlier today, as he is every Thursday at 1 o'clock. Here's what Jim had to say about the net.
3: Well, you should always look at how a team's doing. That doesn't mean you don't count the early games. The problem with the new system the, the, and, and the net, if you play well in November, which some teams do, and they get in a league where teams have played well, their net can cannot go down. They can give me thirty or forty points if they have a high net and they're playing a high net team. Then that's going to stay high. So the net is not an ex- a really uh, does not really show how you're playing or how good your team is. It shows how good your team was in November. Right. And then if you're in a good league with a lot of high net teams, you're going to keep a high net. You can, if you have a 30-some net and you're playing teams in the 30s, you can lose four in a row by 20. Your net's still in the 30s because you're playing teams with nets of so 30. So, it, it's, it's in, in a lot of cases, it does not show, like, these are really the best teams right now in the country. So
2: And it is very interesting, that net. We'll get into the net numbers a little bit later. But... You know, people hated the RPI, Raise hand included. It it wasn't good. The net improves on that. But I think now, or four years into it, we are starting to see the flaws in the net where it's, says Jim said, like, if your conference kicked butt in November, that means you get to kick butt all year. That seems off. That seems off. I'm intrigued to see Mike Waters' thoughts on uh, that coming up as uh, well at uh, 3. But right now, let's uh, hit the phone lines. You can give us a ring at 315-437-7644. Jim in the Q's is with us. Jim, hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good.
1: Um, I went to school there, mm-hmm. and the year that the Dome opened, uh, there was a carryover from Manly, and the curtain side was the sur- the student section. Okay, and And... That experience was just outrageous. And then, um, you know, you take it current. I don't go to the games because the experience – I go to some games. But the experience isn't a college atmosphere experience, meaning I think first and foremost – the place filled with a lot of kids and that excitement. Um, I like to go around to different venues to watch games, and you mentioned Tennessee. That's an outrageous place to watch a basketball game because of the students and the college atmosphere, going to St. Bonnie's, even going to a high school game like at West Jenny. There's certain venues that the experience, you know, as an adult now, I love that experience. It kind of has become kind of, to me, it's kind of boring. Um, And I'm a big college fan, basketball fan of SU and football, but it's, you know what? It's too much about, I don't know, it's too much about the dome upgrades. I wouldn't care if it was a box. If the college students are directly involved more and that excitement itself makes it a lot more fun whether you're winning or losing that's just my opinion
2: yeah i can see that jim let me ask you this jim so i guess to further play this out in that scenario to do that you know say the Syri- again uh, I, it's easy for me to do i got no control over this but uh, say say right. say the syracuse students scott uh, whatever we'd call better seats, that the, they're down closer. You know, they're at the one end now. Sure. Uh, so, so, in theory, if they're getting better seats, you, Jim, you go to the game. That probably means you're getting a slightly worse seat. I guess is the trade-off. Is that something that you think would would enhance your experience of the game? Our right, students are closer. They're a little more into it. My seats may be worse, but the but the atmosphere is better. Would that yeah. would that make it better for you? Uh,
1: um, I. I'd be more apt to get my, my money out mm-hmm. because it's re- to me it's really not about the money. It's really about the experience. And the experience isn't so much about the college campus the team the students the fans that you know i really love it makes it part of it i think it's cool the team involvement in it and you know what i might have to take a, a little bit less of a seat but i'm going to battle to get myself say a second row 40 yard line is kind of seat and i'm going to just soak in the crowd and the students as much as i am the the, the team
2: all right, Jim. I, I you know, I, I, I kind of agree. I think there's a, probably more people than you think that would agree with you. Thanks to the call, Jim. That, you know, and that's what I'm talking about. And I think Jim explained it well. That what, and this is different in pro sports than it is in college sports. I mean, there's two main differences between pro and college. Hey, we're all fans of of pro sports. We're all fans of college sports. Most people listening here are fans of uh, Syracuse, and you know, whatever you are, fans of the you know the Yankees, the Giants, the Bills, what have you. That you know. Like while you, while you root for your pro team and, and all that and it and it's a lot of fun. Like you, you went to school here, you live here. It's a little bit different when it comes uh, to the college team that I, you can't lose the college stuff out of the collegiate sporting event. I find that interesting. In Jim, Jim would uh, voluntarily sit in a worse seat in the dome if the students would get better seats. Now, you know there are financials. The better seats they cost more than the students tickets could go for. So if you are to do that, you're going to make less money. In revenue. That said, where is Syracuse playing a week from Saturday? Pittsburgh. What seats do the Pitt students have at the Peterson Events Center? Right behind the benches across the whole sideline. And it is, and again, this doubles and this enhances the people that watch on TV. Because that's the way the TV camera shoots there. It is the background of the television shot. It is not just the atmosphere in the building. It projects outward to the world. There's something to it. Now it comes at a monetary cost. So it's pros and cons. Back to the phone. Greg in Fayetteville with us. Greg, welcome. How are you doing? What's your thoughts on this whole thing? Well, I think we have two kind of uh, fans. We
0: have the fans who have children, work during the week, love you, but, you know, find it hard to get out to go to the game, especially when it's a 9 o'clock game, and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Then you have those fans like myself, who have gone to the games for the last 30 years um, faithfully uh, and will go no matter what. So there's just two different kinds of fans. Not that one is good and one is bad. There's, there's just uh, limitations to certain folks. You can't go up there every night. Uh, if you're a, a lacrosse fan as well as a basketball fan and you watch the girls' games and so on and so forth, It's just a lot to take in. But um, for them to complain though that it's the domes fault or it's the basketball team's fault because their seat doesn't have a backing on it or that they have to pee in a trough in the men's room, I think is is uh, you know it's just a matter of choice. Don't go, like this guy that just said he doesn't like to go because he wants a, a small venue college atmosphere. I would hate to go to a game at. Uh, Cameron, and have to sit there and have these uh, idiots uh, spilling beer on you <laughs> and uh, reaching over the top of people in the front row and everything, I, it's just not my thing, but that's, that's just my opinion. Uh Either you go or you don't go, that's your choice, but don't blame it on anybody else but yourself because you just don't want to go, and you're making excuses. Uh,
2: All right, Greg, that's a reasonable thought, and thank you for the call. I have been to I've been to multiple games at Cameron, obviously. I've been to one game at Cameron as a, uh, a, a non-working environment, sitting in one of those seats. Not, people speak of, you know, the seats in the Dome are uncomfortable or whatever. Holy moly. Those seats, you Cameron, like I fit in it, but like if you're north of two hundred, I think you're stuck there permanently. Like, talk about a, a seat that's not comfortable. Yowza. Talk about a, talk about a building that gets built up. I get it in the history of the whole thing. That is, hmm. Could take a bulldozer do it, and I'd be okay. But you know, this is a this is a thing that brings out a lot of thoughts. So that's what we're asking today. Okay, whether you go to the dome or not. Whether you go to games or not, or you're used to and you don't anymore, or you'd like to go to more or whatever, what would make you want to go now? What would need, if you're not going now, like if you watch every game on TV, but you don't go to games. I'm not saying anything bad about that because watching games on TVs, outstanding, outstanding. So what would have to happen to get you to go out to the Dome? That's our question today at 315 437 It's not even a Dome question. Get, you go out to a game anywhere. What would have to happen to get you out, go out to a game to get off the couch when you could watch the same game at home? What would have to happen? That's our question. 4 ESPN 44 is the number. We'll take a break. Much more to come. Numbers, net numbers. We're in the net, too. We'll hit that as well. Mike Waters at 3. Alyssa Murray, 330. Our guest today on the program on QSportstalk.com and ESPN Radio.
1: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportstalk.com. <laughs> It's the
2: 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Indeed, here I am. And here we are. Mike Waters joining the show in uh, right around 10 minutes. Alyssa Murray Cometti uh, joining the program at 3.30 today to talk a little W-Lax tomorrow in the Dome. Top four matchup. Why call it a top five matchup when we can call it a top four matchup? That's one better. Houston, Maryland. Mm. Terps. Hey, Marilyn, remember the last time you were supposed to come up here and didn't because you're like, oh, it's going to snow in Syracuse. We can't do that. Remember that? Yeah. That was dumb. Hey, Marilyn Forecasters, that was dumb. Remains dumb. Going to remain dumb for the eternity of time. I hope some Syracuse players remember that. They took it out of the Terps in that one, did they not? That was back in that was 2020. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Nets. N-E-T Nets. We looked at the net yesterday, did we not? Know your net. What the net is going on out there? So, yesterday, as you'll note, Syracuse played zero basketball games yesterday. Uh, Tuesday, the Orange were 98 in the net. They played a team in the 30s in the net, and NC State won. They went from 90 to 95. Yesterday... Syracuse played zero basketball games. Today, Syracuse is 97 in the net. They went from 98, beat a top 40 team, 95, did nothing, 97. So Syracuse is up one spot in the net from the win against NC State. NC State, uh, they stayed the same. They started 36 two days ago, 38-38. Duke dropped the spot yesterday. Again, off. Here's the one. Here's why I don't get net. Or understand the math. Clemson. The Orange will be down in lovely South Carolina a week from yesterday. Taking on the Tigers. It is next Wednesday night. Clemson yesterday was net 78. Net 77, pardon. 77 yesterday, Clemson. Last night they hosted Florida State. Florida State Stinks. Florida State, net 220. So last night, Clemson hosted, where's 220? Is that quad three, quad four, quad? Who cares? That feels quad four. It's quad terrible. Bad quad. Quad. You stink. So Clemson, net 77, hosted Florida State, quad bajillion. They won by 40. Winning by 40 is good. The net apparently really liked the winning by 40 part, because usually you think if you beat somebody at this stage of the season, net 220, uh, your net might go down or stay the same. Clemson's net went up by 13 spots. They went from 77 to 64 for beating a crap team by 40. Syracuse beat a good team and essentially in two days went up by one spot. Clemson beat a crap team, by a lot, but a crap team, and went up by 13 spots. Syracuse beat the same crap team on the road last week and didn't go up by 13 spots. So, what the heck's going on out there? Like, I don't I don't get the net. No get the net. I'm going to have to do some further math on this. See how far Syracuse did go up after that FSU game, but... Like, what the, what the heck, right? Like, I don't feel I'm crazy here. Like, Clemson, just because they blew them out, like, they're supposed to blow them out. And you go up that many spots, I, I don't know what we're looking at here. Like, here's the net. There's a website that's got comprehensive net history. So the Orange played at Florida State on uh, February the 8th of this very year. Syracuse going into that game was 93rd in the net. And then Syracuse beat Florida State. And then the very next day, Syracuse was... We're scrolling, we're scrolling, we're scrolling, we're scrolling. 96th in the net. So, here's what happened in the net. Last week, Syracuse went on the road, which is supposed to be better for you, and beat Florida State and went down three spots in the net. Clemson yesterday, playing at home, blew them out and went up 13 spots. Does this make any sense? No. I understand the attendance thing a lot more than I get the net. With that, we'll take a break. Mike Waters next. Talk about it all with Mike. Second hour, when we come back. You know who's playing golf today? Tiger Woods. Maybe we'll mention that. I don't know. He's teeing off soon. We'll take a break. Much more to come. Hour two's next here on KeyofSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.